30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome to Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 30 years. I think off the top of my head, and Gary will have to correct me if I'm wrong, this is the one hour all six affiliates are listening simultaneously. Everybody across Arizona is listening to Rosie on the House right now. Well, so good we've morning. got some that start at 7, we've got some that start at 8, we've got some that start at 9, some that's cut off at 10, most go to 11. If there's one single hour, I know everyone's listening simultaneously. It's right now in the 9 o'clock hour. So we've got some new listeners or... Uh, some sleepy heads that are just uh, kicking in. Our, a lot ones. of times our 7 o'clock hour is our most uh, podcasted hour because some people are s- still sleeping at 7 o'clock. Oh, that's a dream. The luxury. <laughs> <laughs> we got dragged down here early in the morning and be ready and chirpy. And So you may, uh, you may have missed it and may not have heard. Uh, there, we, Rosie had suffered in, uh, from a rollover off-roading accident. Uh, back in October, and that's why you haven't heard him the last few weeks. Um, we spent the entire seven o'clock hour talking about it, uh, talking about his recovery. He was in the IACU trauma center for 44 days. He's now in rehab. He is doing well. Uh, one thing that we don't uh, do at Rosie on the House, just because it's it's not good listening experience or shout outs. You know, you hear people, hey, call in and say happy birthday to so-and-so, or hey, you know, give me a shout-out for this. You know, who really cares other than that one person got to hear their name on the radio? The rest of the listening audience doesn't really, you know, connect or, you know, then they want to hear their name. So then they call in, it's a program of shout-outs. But you know what? I was thinking through this in the back of my mind while uh, we had John Eisenhower in last hour. Uh, and we were taking calls on the air. Rosie is listening this morning. He and his brother Rennie are uh, in the at rehab, probably doing some physical therapy, some stretches. Uh, I'm sure they're harassing each other as their relationship goes. They they love to tease and pick at each other. So if you'd like to say something nice to Rosie or give Rosie a shout out, you know, call in. You can do that. We'll we'll take that along with any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. It's one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Rosie will be back on the broadcast. We don't know when yet, but we don't think it'll be that long. With uh, everyone said, once you hit the rehab, things are going to go so quick. ICU just things take very long. There's very slow progress once you hit rehab, and we've seen that. Uh, he's made incredible progress. I'd say in the next two or three broadcasts, after we get a couple weeks, we'd be in a better position to make a a judgment call on when we expect to see him back. But right now, you know, through the holidays, we'll let him rest up. Just uh, let him know, let him know you miss him, you care about him, and uh, you appreciate all his work over the thirty years of broadcasting. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight, and we'll let you. Uh, give them a little shout-out live on the air. You can also text us at 411923. We'd love that. And Rosie absolutely loves cards. So he's up to a couple hundred at this point. You can mail those. and Gives uh, him something to look at and read while yeah. he's in rehab. And, and at this point in, this, in the game, you can go ahead and send funny ones. We had some very heartfelt and um, serious ones for a while. There was 
touch and go. We had a really hard time there, but we're we're on the mend, and uh, we're yeah, so there's happy. Some scares. He there was. He there scared was. us. He did. He's yeah. So and thank you for all of you who've been praying. And then also, if you want to, that has been the difference. That is the difference. God, God's merciful. He's listened. He's heard our prayers. And Rosie is mending. And if you want to hear, see the story, go to Mm caringbridge.org and look up Rosie's recovery. Caring bridge. I had never heard of it before, but uh, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, 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 we know that kid." Yeah, look up the the Rosie's recovery. It's also posted on the Facebook page. You can just click right from there. But if you you use Facebook and have a follow us at uh, the Rosie on the House page. There's a that's our most recent post from this morning. You can find it there if you're not a Facebook user, caringbridge.org. And there's more than one Rosie, so you got to go Rosie R O S I E Rosie's Recovery, and then that'll take you to the correct. And you can go back and scroll through Mom's journal entries. You've been posting since, since, since about the, the first week. Yeah, and then today I put a double one on. It was for people who've been following, and then a new one uh, towards the bottom that tells just the update, so you don't have to go back and read everything. But Rosie is listening this morning. He's got a smile on his face and happy that uh, we're all here together again. And the nine o'clock hour is to talk about uh, anything you want to. We call this the open line hour. We take questions, we read emails, we go through texts, we take phone calls. So let's go through all those. one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Text is 411-923. That's the only one that we only monitor during the broadcast because uh, that text is specific to uh, this flagship radio station. We don't monitor that during the week. But the phone number we answer all during the week along with the email, info at rosieonthehouse.com. If you uh, need a picture to help describe what you're working on or, uh, you know, a picture says a thousand words, if you need those thousand words in an image, you can drop that in an email to info at rosieonthehouse.com. Last week we had, in the 9 o'clock hour, a special guest talking about the preservation of you know, historic Arizona in particular, a lot of buildings in Prescott because it was the first Saturday in December in Arizona, which is the Christmas weekend kickoff in Prescott. You always have the courthouse, uh, you have the parade. Usually, I think it starts at 1. I always thought it was earlier, but it's... No, we had to get there. Um, our, gir- our Your sister's clogged in the parade for 10 years, and mm-hmm. we had to we had to leave the house at like 7.30 to get in line, but it doesn't start till, till like one. 1 o'clock. So you get up there and have a nice breakfast, walk around, and then afterwards you can shop and hike. And, and then wait for the courthouse lighting, which kicks off at 6 o'clock. And we had a, a special guest that joined us talking about all the different historic buildings in Prescott. And we had a lot of great feedback on that. And one listener, in fact, um, from Chandler, wrote in, and he's very active in a Phoenix historians group. And I thought, you know, we probably have, every city probably has some kind of preservation of their historic downtown districts and you know we we covered Prescott specifically last week there's a lot of great old downtowns and a lot of great historic buildings throughout Arizona so we'll incorporate those I think a lot in our seven o'clock hour we'll use that for content filler a lot in 2019 as we're seeking to fill topics our seven o'clock hour is our Arizona people places and things and we're always looking for interesting topics and stories to cover and a lot of times that's the one that we don't work to schedule out because it gives us the flexibility of, you know, being spontaneous. Uh, But if you have something you'd like us to cover, we're putting together a request form. You've got to be able to 
cover this topic. It's got to be able to cover on air for 40 minutes. It's got to be interesting and relevant. It's got to connect with the listeners. So for we're actually soliciting suggestions uh, for that hour, and I think this is going to be one that's going to go into that is the different historic preservations that are active throughout the state. And let's have them email that, Romy, to info at Rosie on the House. If you think you have a topic that you would like to have covered or you know someone who would make a good guest, you send it, uh, send in your name, and we'll, we'll send you the form to get that filled out. Perfect. Uh, something else I think we need to cover soon is real estate. There is a lot of things, uh, a lot of advertisements for, like, open book, open door, open, you know, list your house with us and we'll pay it for cash if you don't. Um, this morning, driving to work, uh, it's it's about a 60-mile commute, and I was crossing northern. Uh, and, you know, we've been in a, a strong economy the last couple of years, but I have never seen a morning like I've seen today. The number of cement trucks that were on the road, the number of landscape trucks that were on the road, the number of contractors that were on the road. I stopped in at uh, the gas station to grab a Saturday's paper. It used to be a time you would walk into the radio station and there'd be stacks of newspapers. You'd have from all over the state and the Wall Street Journal and USA Today. What happened to those? They just the, the paper subscriptions have gone away. So much of the reading is done online, and they're copying and pasting from this source. And so much of it's done digitally now. They just don't have the uh, the paper stacks like they used to. So I stop in and grab. Uh, Rosie used to always bring in the Republic, and I'd steal it from him after he was done going through. It. And I grabbed it. Ted and I often stop there. Occasionally, I get a hankering for. Uh, a milk in the morning. Saturdays, I, I usually don't eat, but I always have a glass of milk for breakfast and when I fly out the door. So sometimes I, I stop in and generally speaking, I'm in and out in seconds. There was nine people in you front of me late today. You were this morning. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm going to do this by myself. All contractors. Wow. Every single one of them. Every vehicle at the gas station was a contractor vehicle. Uh, I don't know if this is a heavy push People getting holidays. holiday projects done around. A lot of landscapers, people hiring landscapers to come clean up their yard because they've got too many other things on their to-dos. So I, I just think we, we're due a real estate check-in. We're going to have to track down and see. We had uh, our Tucson realtor on last month in our finance hour. and uh, I think I think we're going to breach out and see if, if we can track down Glutch for just an, another update on real estate. Maybe we'll get them both together. There just seems to be a lot in the real estate market going on. And something that I was thinking about, we have a how many people come here for the weather and how many people do that because they're coming to visit people at the holiday time. And they're like, wow, there's no snow. This weather is great. I get why so many people move to Arizona now. The state's beautiful. And this time of year results in future residents in the next six to eight months. So I, I think we're going to we're going to see if we can't get a real estate uh, topic Update. in. Yeah. Um, and and that, this also gives me another idea. I feel like chocolate milk today. <laughs> and I, I had to go for Shamrock because Danheisen doesn't have their milk in grocery. And they've got it in grocery stores. 
Kevin, if you're listening, you need to get your glass bottles down to 12-ounce glass bottles so they're in grocery <laughs> stores. Because Shamrocks was good, but if you've had Dan Sizens, Oh, man. It's, oh. Uh, they, they, they got a competitive advantage, I will say. It at least fits my, hits my taste buds. I'm surprised you didn't have an eggnog uh, <laughs> craving because, man, I can't stop drinking I, that either. I can't do eggnog in the morning. You can't? No. Oh, gosh. I, I can't do eggnog it's in the tough. morning. It, that, that's like a 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So It's the open line hour, one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. We've got a ton of texts, a ton of emails that have come in. Julia's busy. Julia is busy screening calls. So we'll come back and start plugging through some of the questions listeners have this morning. I need help. I used our trivia question in the last hour for the ASU tickets. I've got Suns tickets for our listener appreciation. What's a trivia question we could ask? What was the date of Rosie's accident? <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> What's the date no. of Rosie's recovery? We don't know uh, that yet. How about something that's probably a surefire answer? Uh, like what? what city is known as Arizona's Christmas city? Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Uh, if you know that answer, text it to 411-923, and we will, uh, between now and the end of this segment, uh, is your time frame to do that. That's 411923, and then we'll pick uh, all the right winners and draw one at random, and you will be going to the Phoenix Suns versus Oklahoma City Thunder. Friday, December 28th, it is 7 p.m. These are uh, Section 118, Row 12, seats 8 and 7. Going through, uh, we've got a ton of... Communications coming in. A lot of people sad to uh, hear about Rosie. Glad to hear you're in rehab. We're praying if uh, prayers could be combined and heard, it'd be louder than the LSU's marching band. Uh, praise Jesus, doing much better. Looking forward to hearing his voice again on the air. Uh, Jennifer keeps smiling. So thank you, everyone, for your uh, comments. And you can, uh, a lot of people still to this day, if you can believe it or not, God bless them, they don't use. Uh, internet, and they're looking, and they don't have computers, and they're looking for that P.O. Box. It's one P.O. Box, 14487 Scottsdale, AZ, 85267. And if you want to drop a postcard of uh, Arizona landscape or picture, Rosie's uh, rehab room looks like a collage of Arizona. We've got hundreds of cards that have been we've taped up for him to enjoy and look at as uh, he's gradually getting his mobility back, uh, that this helps keep him entertained and smiling, looking at all the different places and just dreaming about his next adventure. It, it can be a kind of a lonely, quiet place, you know. Uh, so it is, every card is appreciated, and every name he hears makes him smile, and you know, it does him good. You've got some questions there? I do. So, you know, we get emails all during the week. We're available not just during the show. One way you can get a question answered is by sending it, to info at rosieonthehouse.com. In doing that, you can also attach a picture, which is really nice. So I have three here. You want to try them? You yeah. want to try answering them? Okay. So the first one is about a lady, and she painted um, her home. She said, I had some stucco repaired before painting, and the product used apparently had silicone in it. Now, new paint job is peeling off where the repairs were made. Paint did not adhere effectively. In process of peeling off 
paint. I am in the process of peeling off the paint and need a product to put on the repair site so paint won't stick to it. Is there a process that can be done to fix this? They're too expensive to repaint. Mm -hmm. So what you want to use is a paintable caulking. And what they probably bought was a non-paintable caulking for whoever the contractor was. We do, in caulking situations, uh, Elastomeric is acceptable. We don't like Elastomeric as an entire coating for the home. But if you're looking to just replace cracks, there's no problem with that. It just needs to say paintable because there's paintable and non-paintable. Some caulking is designed to be the finished look, um, especially like a clear silicon uh, or even a white one that is designed to be your finished look. I don't think I would try and put anything over the top of it. I would probably try and scrape it out. They do make scrapers. Remove as much of that old material as you can. Put a new paintable elastomeric and then do your touch-up work. If it, this was recent, the good news is you probably have leftover paint or you can get the paint color and go get a match to that and paint over it and you won't notice a discoloration. If this paint job is five, six years old, it's been faded by the sun and this new patchwork is going to stand out like a sore thumb. So if it's recent enough, you may be lucky enough that you can cover that. I spoke with our own Donnie Breeze as well from Roseanne House Remodeling. He had a how did we a, do? We did really well. He he gave an actual name of a product X, XIM. It's a primer and a bond. So he said to go that, over the top of the car. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, good question. But that would be what you would use, and you use water based for outside. If um, I'll text him and find out for the next segment. How's that? All right. Did you add more? Yes, I'm sorry. I was going to text you. I thought we were, <laughs> we're at the bottom still live of the hour. on air. We I'm can't. sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute while I read, please. I have a text to make. Okay, so this person says they have, um, they said, how often should bathroom under the sink fill valves be replaced? My home is 22 years old, and many of the valves are original and show some signs of corrosion. A plumbing company that did some work for me said they all need to be replaced. Mm, I don't know about that. The lines from... The copper that go to the faucet, that's your critical point. The shutoff valve really only comes into play if those pipes, if those uh, lines burst and you can't turn it off. If you can turn it off, it's still fine. Um, there is corrosion, but it takes a long time for uh, corrosion to eat through copper. We'll finish talking more about that because they're uh, and we actually had one of our own staff members experience this. There's right and wrong lines you can buy for those line for the for your water lines. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. We were in the middle of answering a listener's questions question about replacing the shutoff valve that you would see under any sink or you know, basically anywhere there's a water uh, faucet in your home with the exception of the shower. Uh, if you look at your toilet, there's a shutoff valve. You open up the sink. For your hot and cold line, there's a shutoff valve. If there's a wheel on it, that's called a gate valve. Those are not nearly as uh, good as the new ballcock valves that just require a 90-degree turn to shut it off. So at the point you would replace, we would tell you don't put a gate valve in, put in a ballcock valve. And that looks like a lever, right, mm -hmm. that you pull down as opposed to a, a, a hand dial, twisting, kinda, yeah. yeah. They, 
they just fail over time. They don't turn all the way down, or then you get it all the way turned around, you go to unscrew it, and whatever inside the valve is broken, and you can't open it now. It just spins and spins and spins without opening the gate. The ball cock valve, it's no mechanical uh, function inside. It's just it's a ball that's got a hole drilled through it, and when you turn it off, the ball's closed. When you turn it, the hole lines up from one side of the pipe to the other, and the water passes through. There's nothing to fail. I'd like to say, too, if you don't know where that is in your house, go find it right now. Go look at each sink and, and um, toilet. In the cabinet. In, yeah, in the cabinets and behind your toilets. I was in a public restroom one day, and there was two inches of water on the floor Ooh. from a toilet overflowing, and women were running. I mean, they're running out, and I walk in and hit the <laughs> lever. I'm like, are you kidding me? Nobody knows how to do this. It's so important. It saves you so much time. We have an employee who... I commend you for going into a public restroom <laughs> flooding. I'd have been like, maintenance! <laughs> Stepping in a cesspool. Just picture women running away from water flowing out of a toilet. <laughs> like clean water. Yeah. Hell, hell. Uh, sure. I, I will recommend, because um, uh, I change my shutoff valves occasionally when they fail, but if you have a house that doesn't have any um, uh, water treatment or ever, Scale does kind of build up over time. So once a month, just go and uh, shut on, shut off your valves. Good point. Put that on your home maintenance calendar there. And then when you shut them off, turn the faucet on to make sure it's shut off. Good point. You don't know that it's not working unless you test it. And then from the shutoff valve to whatever fixture we're attaching it to, whether it's the attachment on the toilet fill valve or the sink, cold or hot, there's water. The water line is usually rubber, plastic. That plastic line on the hot water side of things, and in particular as it relates to your washing machine, that busted water line is the number one leading cause to water damage in homes in America, and therefore the number one thing on insurance claims is the failure of the plastic water line on the hot water side on your washing machine. I won't run laundry when I'm not home. That just <laughs> that just wigs me out. I wait till I get home. So invest in a little bit more expensive water line. Don't get one that's plastic by itself. You want to look for one that's braided with metal. It looks like a metal line, but inside it's the same plastic that's in just a basic plastic one. But that metal weave helps hold the plastic together. Uh, it doesn't let it expand and burst like uh, like it does by itself. But most importantly, and, and I don't even know why they waste their time with this, but they have plastic water lines that are braided in metal that then have plastic nuts that attach to the water line. Why are you spending all that money on the extra metal braided one and then putting on a plastic nut? Make sure you get a metal nut on each side. To make that attachment, we actually had uh, one of our Rosie on the House employees is dealing with water damage in their home because the condo they live in, the line had a plastic nut on it, and the plastic nut is what broke, and they couldn't get the gate valve shut off, and it took maintenance at an extremely ridiculous amount of time to come address the situation and caused a lot more damage than necessary and they actually got it shut off by using a pair of vice grips clamped on the water line to shut it off until they could figure out how to turn the main water line off and didn't she say that there was a one step further she could have gone to the water heater and turned it off did you hear her say that 
turning off the water heaters isn't going to shut off the cold water supply to your toilet. Well, somehow there was one more... Knowing where the shut off to the... To the main... To the main house is. They could have... Where the water line goes into the main of your home... There's always a shutoff valve there. For the whole house, not mm-hmm. just the... Yeah, and and it would apply to too. the condo. And then beyond that, going to the street and knowing where the street shutoff valve is. Some municipalities don't uh, like homeowners messing with it. Some I've heard of locks on it. I've never seen a lock on a water meter. But know where the water meter is to your home because there is a valve there you can shut off. You will need a crescent wrench and a screwdriver you just put the crescent wrench down over the bar that's sticking up you can't use a regular wrench and it's usually pretty hard to turn off so if you put the screwdriver through the eye hole on the end of the handle on the crescent wrench you can then use that to turn it gives you some leverage and and that'll shut off your water valve as well so know how to shut water off on your home we had uh, a rain this week and it's the perfect rain for people that have leaks because it wasn't enough rain that you would know you have a leak. It was slow enough that the water would have not saturated the wood rafters enough to get through your insulation and get all the way through your drywall. But it was enough that it's showing up on your rafters in the attic if you have an attic and you can crawl through it. So it's a perfect opportunity to grab a flashlight if you can safely navigate your attic and just take time shining your light and looking over every single square inch of plywood, every square inch of rafter, anywhere that there is a sign of wet moisture, because it'll still be wet um, and damp. That gives you the sign that there's a leak, and it's going to be a lot easier to fix that now, and it's going to avoid the major problem when a a gusher hits Mm -hmm. that brings enough water that it then saturates and starts hitting your ceiling. So these rains are perfect for identifying uh, your leak. If your home is over 15 years old, 20 years old, definitely 30 years old, uh, get up there and inspect it if you can't safely navigate your attic. You know, find a neighbor or friend that can or call a roofing contractor. You can find one near you at rosyonthehouse.com. And most of them, you know, they don't charge for inspections. I will say right now that they're probably busy fixing (laughs) roof leaks. (laughs) Anytime it rains, that just happens. And uh, October, we had a ton of rain. Um, So they're, they're still booked up from fixing all the the roof leaks that came in from that time frame. But it gives you now for the next three or four months, you know, if you can get up there and identify you have that leak, it gives you a couple months to plan for it because at the point the water is running into your home, you've got to fix it now. And, and you, have to stand you don't in have line. a lot of time. Yeah, yeah you got to stand in line. So you've got a little bit of time to fix that. It's a great, uh, those slow, great drizzlers are great for helping us identify and fixing things ahead of time and not behind the eight ball. Uh, gentleman texted in during the eight o'clock hour, promised I would answer in this hour. He has two old swamp coolers. He's in North Phoenix on top of, of his roof that have not been used in probably 10 years. He's getting a new roof. Should I remove them or should I leave them on the roof in the event a future buyer might want to use them? 
I can answer that one, actually. Okay. Okay, because we had that on our house. We had swamp coolers when y'all were growing up. Mm-hmm. And we one of the things was that they saved money. And then we also like off of your electric bill, yeah, compared to you know running the air conditioning in the old days. And then we like the fresh air and be able to crack the doors. And with kids coming and going, it just worked really well. But now the um, um, the new mini splits have come so far. We took all the swamp coolers off the house, and in the garage space where we needed extra air conditioning like you would, we put mini splits. And also the air, new air conditionings are so much more effective than they were that and cheaper, you know, to run that you don't. You really can't save money with a, with a swamp cooler. And you don't need to put an air conditioning tonned. You know, I, I think, I can't remember the lowest tonnage that they used to make. I think it was down to maybe 2.5. I'm going to get corrected in the next 10 seconds <laughs> or verified that that was my memory served me correct um, from the air conditioning contractors that listen. But they make mini splits now. And mini splits are a lot cheaper than buying a packaged air conditioned unit. And they are so efficient. There's some people that uh, are putting two or three different mini splits on their home. This mini split covers my kitchen and living room. This mini split covers the back bedroom. And they're doing, they're using those technologies for air conditioning their home instead of installing or replacing a new central system that may cost twenty thousand dollars they're just putting in a couple two or three thousand dollar mini splits around the home and cheating it or, or getting around the replacement that way mini splits are a great application for the garage um, you probably want to spend a little bit of money on insulating the garage if you're going to use it there it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to run an air can a mini split in a uninsulated garage that's got you know, a 10 garage door. You want to have an insulated garage door. But that is a great option. Uh, you had asked Tim and specifically if a future home buyer might want it. It's Evap cooling really comes to outdoor cooling. They've got the patio pals that roll around the garage uh, or your back patio. You've got uh, tables that they make that have uh, Evap coolers that blow uh, underneath the table to help keep you cool. It, it's really a portable cooling application. I don't know that uh, that would give you any competitive advantage in a seller's market. And because there's two air conditioning units, I'm sorry, there's two evap cooler units, that's two separate penetrations that are probably into your roof. The less penetrations we can put in a roof, the more bulletproof we make that roof, the longer lasting it'll be. Every plumbing vent, every skylight, every not that I'm against skylights, uh, every ductwork cut in, but every every chimney, every one of those that we give uh, uh, where two materials come together for a to patch up a penetration through the roof. One more chance is <laughs> one more chance the water is going to find its way in your home. Real quick too, those swamp coolers they do take maintenance. Even if you're not using them, that's one reason we got rid of ours is because you were constantly having to um, maintain them, even if you weren't using them. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Julia's been on and off the phone quite frequently. Everyone, as we expected, uh, wants to talk about Rosie and get more information about Rosie. We were going to make the entire four hours about Rosie, but Ryan Hatch, I think he was right when he said, "Look, he's going to be back soon. He's recovering from the rollover uh, off-roading vehicle." Um, Rosie wouldn't want you to spend four hours talking about him. He would want you pu- 
fulfilling his mission of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend. So be there for the listeners. Uh, be there to answer questions. Be there to carry on the broadcast and assure everyone Rosie's in a strong recovery. And he'll be back soon. Mom has posted at caringbridge.org. We've got a direct link on our Facebook fan page where you can go read through all the different uh, journal entries Mom has made since October 17th when the rollover happened and uh, where you can send cards to Rosie. We've got his uh, recovery room full of postcards from friends, families all over the country uh, just to help uh, encourage and keep him motivated and get him back here uh, strong on the air. We've got one more segment here in the 9 o'clock hour. 10 o'clock hour, we go into a heavy topic, uh, but we're going to continue the open line format as well because we're going to be talking about pliers. It's tool month here at Rosie on the House. We talked about hammers last week, pliers this week. We'll be talking about levels and saws next week, but that's all. It's hard to talk about pliers for an hour, so we'll continue the open line format in between the different uh, history and details that are important to know when you're selecting pliers for your home. Bet you didn't know we could do Rudolph with an accordion. Cajun style. I don't hear fiddle, Gary. I need some heavy fiddle in there. Hold on, let me get my keyboard. <laughs> uh, one texter from a 520 area code, Casa Grande or South, wanted to know if we ever remove contractors off of our network because um, <clears throat> he had used one in the past and went back to get their number and didn't find them there. And absolutely, if there is uh, a quality concern, they get removed and we've enhanced uh, our screening process, we enhance our monitoring process. Uh, we're getting all of our partners converted over to using the Guild Quality as a third-party complaint resolution. Uh, not complaint resolution, a third-party customer review. And that way, every single homeowner that uses a Rosie on the House contractor eventually will get a Guild Quality review. And if we ever see one drop, because a lot of times uh, we, we never get feedback, good or bad. And we want it. And we and we always want it. So Because we want the best to share. This way, every single one, uh, we don't have the capacity to go <laughs> monitor and survey every single one, but that's what the Guild Quality does, and they specialize in doing it for the construction industry. So once, you know, every new partner that's joined in the last three years is going through the Guild Quality, and we've got a grace period for our charter partners that were here before we started implementing it to get on board with using the guild quality to survey all their customers. And that way we can start uh, seeing problems before they happen. A lot of times when we have a big boom, like the big rain season, I'm not saying we're experiencing this right now, but you know, you had roofing contractors that are looking to staff up and uh, service all of the customers that have called in because we've got 10,000 <laughs> roof leaks that showed up in October from the heavy rains and not enough roofers currently on staff. So maybe you get a new production manager, a new foreman, and they don't follow or are trained up quite to the quality that you would like. But having that customer survey on every single home will help us see, oh, you know what, we've got a problem here. And you can often tie that into the problems we get when we're trying to grow our business. And one of the reasons that uh, some of our guys, we got <laughs> Dave's Adobe painting. He said, we had a guy calling. He said, he can't get to me till February. I said, that's how he does his quality control. He does every job himself. And 
if he's booked out till February, he's booked out till February. We've got other painters you can call out to, but I'm not going to call him and yell at him because he's booked out till February. <laughs> he's managing his jobs correctly. And those surveys get post- posted on our website, and they are very encouraging to the other homeowners to read it because if you go on some of the other sites, you're not sure it's a real customer. These are real customers, mm-hmm. and they're current customers, and they and there's quite a few things they can comment on. And yeah. so you get to learn about the company a little bit deeper. And like a lot of these other, quote, review companies, you can't send them money to have them take bad reviews down or just put good reviews to the top or change how your reviews look based on how much money you're forking to them. So ours is done by a third party we can't touch. And they're all still five-star. Yeah, and you have us to back you. You know, if you ever would have a problem, just call the office. And we're getting a lot of calls, as we anticipated, uh, about just more details on Rosie. But uh, when Rosie started broadcasting at uh, KFNN in 1988, one of the staff of KFNN was a gentleman by the name of Ken Byers. And Dad would take us to the radio station. I'm one of six kids, and we would all take turns going to the radio station with Dad. That was our one-on-one time with Dad. He would take us to... Uh, the radio station, we'd stop and have a Dirty Drummer cheeseburger on the way home, and that was our treat uh, Saturday morning. So we all look forward to, what Saturday do I get to go with Dad? And one of uh, the people that worked there, Ken Byers, he would write on sticky notes. This was before computers, uh, Margaret Line 1, Sam Line 2, and we would then take those sticky notes during a commercial break into Dad and update his board with sticky notes on who's <laughs> on the line. I never got to do it, darn it. <laughs> You were home with the other yes, four or five kids that were at home. And Ken uh, Ken was at KFNN for years. And for the last 17 years, he's been on uh, our the sister station of our Prescott affiliate, KQNA. He was on KPPV. It's 106.7. He, he'd been on there the last 17 years. Um, he retired from radio in the last couple months battling cancer. And he's gone on to his returnal eternal reward this week. So we just like to recognize Ken and all that uh, he's done and been a part of. Uh, he's the voice of a lot of our commercials that brought that broadcast on uh, our Prescott affiliate, and he's been a part of the radio broadcast for a long time. So just thank you, Ken, for all your hard work and uh, all that you've done for Arizona homeowners over uh, your radio career, and, and God bless you, man, and enjoy your your eternal reward. It is the 9 o'clock hour wrapping up. We're going into the 10 o'clock hour. If you'd like to uh, ask a question about your home, castle, or cabin, as we talk to uh, pliers, the riveting topic of pliers. And also, uh, we're going to do call-ins at the 10 o'clock hour for Rosie. If you'd like to uh, send your well wishes to Rosie as he's listening from uh, his rehab this morning, you can do that and let him know you're anxious and uh, looking forward to seeing him at a well, more hearing him back on the radio here in the near future. It's Rosie on the house, one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you. 